Welcome to the Switchbrew Podcast. Today I'll be your host, Nathan Rodge, and joining me is Jake Mounsey. Hey, we took over the podcast again. Yeah, this is ours. Like <laughs> we said, it's our podcast. I, I'm going to promote myself to co-host from now on. I will accept this promotion. <laughs> as long as I don't have to do anything. Yes. So you're doing what I did when I became co-host. Yeah. <laughs> it's a title that I can just yes. hold over people. Yes. <laughs> Until uh, Alex comes back and then I become co-host. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, change jobs. <laughs> that that yeah, It's yeah. normal. That happens. We'll, we'll, we'll kick you out. You get demoted. <laughs> but that's the thing. That's if he can, you know, hijack it back. I still Alex is uh, in the podcast thing. Yeah. So he is. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, what have you been playing this week, Jake? What have I been playing? Uh, not much, actually. I've been, like, super busy with a lot of stuff. But, uh, like... <laughs> I don't just want to go, like, hey, this is what I've been streaming. I, I don't want, you know, the podcast to just be, hey, promote me. This is so <laughs> this I'm, is my stream. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cause, uh, I, I, I feel like I'm taking over with, uh, like, my own promotion, and I, I hate it. But, uh, so, other than, you know, that, I've been messing around with, uh, I've immediately forgotten what the game was called, uh, Riff Racer. And how's that? <laughs> Riff Race is pretty fun. Do you know the game Audio Surf that came out, like, I think a decade ago at this point? I think so. Uh, yeah, it's... it's, it's I, I, the name sounds familiar. Yeah, basically it's a PC game where, like, you stick your, um... Like, stick a song from your, uh, you know, your song list in. And it auto, yes, yeah, automatically, this. like, uh, yeah, it creates a track and you, like, drive around in it. And yeah, it's kind of like that, except like Audio Surf had like this weird Tetris kind of like aspect to it, where like to the beat you're supposed to collect like colored blocks, they'd line down in a row, you get like a row, you get points or whatever. Like Riff Racers just drive good to the beat of the song and you do good, get points. Yeah. So it, it's kind of what Audio Surf was supposed to be, really. So it takes the good part and removes the, the it, Yeah, it removes the, the weird bits. So yeah, it's just like you, you speed up, uh, go over ramps and uh, uh, like do tricks and shit to the beat. And like, it's really good. It is really good. But, you know, a game being all about like using an AI to generate a track based on how a song sounds some like yeah. sometimes it does it really good but sometimes it doesn't like it it doesn't translate it well now like, is this on steam you've been playing or what? yeah i've been playing it on steam yeah because yeah uh so, <laughs> with 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 how you know the game is where it's all about taking your songs yeah uh, I think it's on con- yeah a bit else. hard on console yeah yeah but uh yeah like like i was saying it, it sometimes has like trouble differentiating you know different songs and what they should you know feel like when driving to the track like um uh i think the best song that i used uh for this was uh uh the nyakuza 
um, subway station or whatever it's called from uh, yeah. like, uh, from the uh, Hat and Time DLC. That's really good. That yeah, the the AI did that one really good. Then I tried Brain Power by Noma. Oh boy, that was a- according to the AI that is a one star difficulty track, as opposed to you know something difficult like it should be. So it's it's kind of all over the place, but when it gets when it gets it right, it is so good. How does it work with a uh, power metal? Uh, with power metal, I haven't actually tried. I should do that because to man- try out some universe on fire. Yeah, because <laughs> mainly I was trying to like, okay, how does it translate songs that are already part of rhythm games? So That's like, fair. yeah, the the majority of the songs I uh I did were you know, no straight roads because. You know how much I love that game. Yeah. <laughs> so good. A great game. Yeah. When are we getting DLC? Damn it. I mean, aren't they planning on uh, it? They, they've made cheeky hints, but they haven't said anything. Haven't said anything. Yeah, haven't officially said anything. So it's all speculation. Like, you know, technically there's DLC with, like, the Christmas uh, remixes of the boss tracks. That that was pretty neat, like, and that was a free update as well. That was so cool. That was so cool. Shame the Switch still doesn't have it. (laughs) Oh, still? Yeah, uh, uh, apparently, uh, well, since I don't actually have my copy on the Switch, (laughs) I don't know this for certain since I haven't checked it out. But I think from a Twitter post that they made, uh, I think in January, it's like, hey, sorry we couldn't get this out in time. There was some complications with Nintendo and the online service. We'll try and get it out next Christmas. So. Oh, shame. Yeah, that, that's a massive shame. Cause that, those, yeah. those Christmas remixes are so good. Yes, <laughs> so good. It is a really good like remix. Like, like the, it, it even changes like the boss room. One. Yeah, it even changes like the boss rooms uh, to make it more Christmassy. It gives everyone like Christmas outfits and shit. Oh, yeah. so good. But, yeah, like, was it ten ten reindeers? Yeah, ten ten turns in the reindeers. Oh, uh, but yeah, like Yinu's yeah Yinu's track and uh, Tatiana's track. Uh, yes, like yes the oh. the most like the biggest glow ups like oh, from so from that well DLC to, oh my god play no straight like, if you haven't so good. if you haven't like if you haven't got any interest in the game just listen to the music it, it's so good it, like, it, it, just it was, the music alone will sell yeah, you yeah on from, yeah from the music alone no straight roads is my game of the year for 2020 which is a shame that it didn't win music award in Switchaboo last year. <laughs> it's criminal. I know. I put it as I, my number one vote too. I, I wish, I wish I was like here, like part when, of the team back then. Uh, I, I yeah. wish I was part of the team back then, just so I could review No Straight Rose, because that's how I, I got into uh, Switchaboo. Because yeah. <laughs> goddamn, I could go on about that game for days it's like yeah each one of every reviews is like yeah anywhere between like 600 to a thousand words sometimes more if the like game deserves it 
I could easily write like probably ten thousand word essay on that. The downside of the Switch version though is is not as good as the PlayStation version. Yeah, it's kind of riddled with bugs, unfortunately. Yes, but that is from an indie team. True, true. And it is a really like fun um, game. Yeah, it's 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 a really fun game from a small indie team from <clears throat> Malaysia. Yes. <laughs> when was the last time you heard about a game coming out from Malaysia? No straight roads. That was the last time I heard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, anything else you've been playing? Uh, other than yeah, other than that, I've been you know like continuing messing around with like Borderlands two and three and stuff. Like I mentioned uh, last time on the podcast. Mainly, yeah. Uh, yeah, mainly just modding things, because, like, I, I I talked about how disappointed I was as a Borderlands fan in Borderlands 3. Yeah. Last time I went on a bit of a tirade. I found a mod that actually removes most of the gameplay nitpicks that I have with the game. Ooh. Yeah, like, the biggest thing is the anoint system, uh, the anointment system is straight up just removed. It's just the That's, best thing. Oh my god! It's so much easier. And they just doubled down on the anointment in yeah, the DLC, yeah, it, didn't they? It, yeah. For for those of you who don't know, how what the anointment system is is when a gun drops uh, from like an enemy or a chest or something in Endgame, uh, there's a chance it will roll what is called an anointment, which is basically a secondary like stat. And, like, it's triggered from certain things. So, like, uh, on action skill end, gain 80% extra radiation damage, or so on and so on. Which seems cool, but the whole end game is based around, like, it's balanced around having those anointments. And if yeah. you want, like, the best in slot stuff, what you're gonna have to do is, like, you know, farm for those weapons, which already can be a bit annoying, but. Nothing is more annoying than getting, you know, the perfect drop that you need for your build, only to see it doesn't have an anoint that works with the build. So you have to get yes. rid of it and spend another couple and hours farming. Again. It's the worst. Like, yes. <laughs> like yeah. the thing is, putting uh, RNG elements on an RNG like already farming game, like yeah, weapons, it's, it's it, awful. So it's yeah, like. Yeah, the mod completely removes that system and rebalances, like, all the guns, so, like, to counteract the removal of the anointment system. Which, yeah, like, all Actually in all, makes it is, more fun. Yeah, all in all, it's really cool. A really great mod. I'm still bored to tears with Borderlands 3, though. Yeah, the story's not great. Like, I'm specifically skipping the story and going immediately into the DLC, and I'm still bored. Like, the DLC is the best bit, and I'm still bored. Yeah. Uh, well, I wish Borderlands 3 was good. As someone who has well, spent, that, like... Uh, uh, yeah, as I'll someone who has time. spent, like, 7,000 hours in Borderlands 2, no, uh, no Across every single console. <laughs> the yeah. only one you think you haven't got is the uh, Switch version. There's The only versions of Borderlands 2 I don't own are the Vita version. Yes, the game was on the Vita. Uh, I thought you had a Vita. <laughs> yeah, I had a Vita, but I didn't have that you because it, it. it didn't it didn't come with all the DLC. It was also terrible, wasn't it? 
Yes, that too. Uh, yeah, I don't have the Vita version, the Xbox One version. Because and, you don't have an Xbox One. Yeah, because I don't have an Xbox One and the Switch version. It's the only versions I don't have. Which is fair. But, yeah. Although, I, I did see the Switch version went on, like, special, like, like 30 bucks for the Legendary Collection. Yeah, like, I, I, I totally get the Switch version, but the thing is, like, I already have it on PC already. Yeah. So I already have, technically, the best version we're going to get. Especially as you can mod it. Yeah. Though, so, you know, I can take it on the go because, you know, the Switch. Yeah. That, that would be cool. <laughs> well, for me, I have been playing Monster Hunter Rise. Surprise. I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, I didn't get to play much because I have just been flat out with work this week. Um, but just just normal grind like you know get some stuff that i've been trying to get um working through the old village quests that i didn't finish like the ones that you just basically going through back doing quests that i didn't do yeah having fun with it i am i am super tempted to get to get rise like i I keep mentioning this but i'm burnt out as hell as uh with monster hunter but boy am i tempted it's like it is everyone good good temptation to it everyone is playing it and i feel like i'm missing out so well made like oh my god and we're going to bring into it later but there's more content coming out in like a couple days i think fun we'll get to that when we get around to the news docket yes but um the other game i've been playing was uh fez for switchaboo (laughs) good old fez good old phil fish this will probably be um my review will probably, because I'm planning on doing it tomorrow, um, so this will probably come out afterwards, but um, like it's a well-made game. I will give it that, but it's there's a lot of problems that, you know, it, it's dated. It, it was a game that was impressive for its time. Yes. Like, it, it was, was a imp- really, really cool premise. Yeah, it was like, very impressive thing. for an indie team at the time. But there's just so much small stuff that I'd rather spend my time on. Yeah. That and, like playing you know, it, I was like, I want to play Monster Hunter. Yeah. <laughs> I just I... want to play Monster Hunter or Stardew yeah. Valley or yeah. you know, something else. I also reminded you that Phil Fish existed and that kind of sounded yeah. as well. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I, I, I talk about... Uh, yeah, I talk about more about yeah. Phil Fish for those of you who don't know, but... We gotta keep look this, him up. Yeah, we we gotta keep just, this podcast at least somewhat family friendly. <laughs> just look him up. That's it's, all we will say. Oh, he's a interesting man. Just the fact that Fez Two got cancelled for functionally no reason. Yeah. Well, you guys won't shut up on Twitter. Fez Two cancelled. Meh. Now to our Patreon plug. Yes, I'm going to say it's a plug because it is a plug. Uh, $1 a month to get this podcast two to three days early. So please, that would be nice. Plus, you might um, get some little extra bits. Possibly. Uh, Possibly. We'll see how it goes. Uh, This goes towards supporting the website, paying our writers, which is me and Jake. Yeah, uh, we'd like to get paid. Thank you. Yes. (laughs) And it keeps everything running. 
Uh, if we reach the $100 a month goal, we will make the podcast a weekly show, which that would be fun. So moving on to the news. We, we do actually have a bit to uh, go through this week, go this fortnight. Yeah, there's quite, quite a bit on the docket. So to start us off, uh, we have rumors of uh, Sonic Colors being remade. That's interesting. I never actually got to play Sonic Colors. That was on the Wii U, wasn't it? Uh, I, I think it was actually just the Wii. Oh, speaking of Sonic on the Wii, Sonic and the Seven Rings. <laughs> Seven Rings in hand! <laughs> That's all I remember of that thing. <laughs> that one song that plays constantly. Oh, God. Uh, but yeah, Sonic Colors, hey, that that's cool. I, I Yeah, while I haven't played it, I hear good things about it. Like, personally, I'm not a fan of the whole Wisp thing, like, carrying on from Colors. Personally, I wish there was just, like, its own contained thing instead of, yeah. you know, showing up in every Sonic thing past that. But, hey, if if there's a good Sonic game, of course they're going to milk mechanics from it. <laughs> yeah, and it did do pretty good. Yeah, yeah. And it was the Wii and DS. That's right, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Did there was see- a second Sonic Colors though game. Was I yeah. swear there was a second one that came on the Wii U. I it might be. I so- it might be. I just something- remember the Wisps being on the Wii U. It, it, exactly. That's the annoying thing. It's, That's all I remember. It's like since the Wisps are in everything, it's hard to remember where they're from. The the Wisps were the items in like Team Sonic Racing, for God's sake! Oh my God. That didn't game... Team Sonic Racing not do well? No, it didn't. Like, that could have been good, because, like, it, it was made by Sumo Digital, which is the same people that made the uh, Sonic and All-Stars Racing Transformed, which is fantastic. It is a fantastic game. But, like, clearly Sega didn't give them the budget to expand on, you know, what they already built up with you know, the last two Sonic games that, uh, Sonic Racing games that they made, and it was just a lesser version of SNS All-Stars Transformed. So apparently, Sonic Lost World is the Wii U one. That's what it was. Lost World. The one that- the cover looks very similar. The one that everyone forgets. (laughs) (laughs) And then the Sonic Boom happened. Yeah, uh... Uh, I, check I things the up. Cartoons, okay. Yeah, check things up. I'm gonna. Um, we're gonna rotate for the news docket. So, do you want to take the next one? Um, Seeing as you're a co-host. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Um, <laughs> full disclosure: I don't know who the hell Furukawa is. <laughs> I think that's the um, current president of Nintendo. Uh, let's see. There we go, okay. Yeah, Nintendo President uh, Shintaro Furukawa. That's right, okay. So yeah, Nintendo President Shintaro Furukawa doubles down on working on established franchises whilst working on new IPs. Which is always good. Uh, Yeah, yeah, like... (laughs) That that is, you know, just like kind of a fluff piece. It's like, hey, we're making games. Yeah. (laughs) That's essentially what this is. But, but but it confirms that they're still working on new IPs. Yeah, that's that's it's like which Nintendo didn't do for a good yeah chunk of for time. for a long time because like yeah before Arms before Splatoon yeah before Arms and Splatoon what was the latest IP 
that Nintendo actually made. Was it Pikmin? Yes, it was I Pikmin. Think it was, yeah, I think it was Pikmin. Back on the GameCube. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, two whole uh, bloomin' uh, console generations. Nothing. Speaking of Pikmin, I completely forgot. I don't think it's actually on the docket. Um, Pikmin um, and Niantic, because that was the last one we were talking about. Oh, I um, completely forgot about that. <laughs> yes. Um, that is actually out for um like beta testing in australia at least oh that's Um, cool i put myself in for it um can't say much but it's currently bare bones so don't expect it for a little bit Mm. but it it's it's a neat it's more cute than pokemon go kind of thing it's more for like a yeah spread peace and happiness yeah (laughs) but like well, I haven't played much Pikmin. The the franchise doesn't, you know, draw me in, unfortunately. But like from what I know how Pikmin plays, I can't think of how that would work as a mobile game. Yeah, it's not it doesn't translate the it's more of a hey, this is Pikmin in the game. It's not more of like Pikmin translated over yeah, to Pokemon. Yeah, it's Go, like it's a game that happens to have Pikmin in it. Yeah. Right. It it's more of like a walking, like, hey, this is what you can do while you walk. You can pick up a Pikmin and find a bottle cap that is like ten times the size of the Pikmin and be like, Wow. Isn't scale amazing? We'll wait and see how it goes, but yeah. It was it was a neat it's neat so far. I'll see how it is through the rest of the beta. Hmm. Um so Indie World happened recently. It sure did. There was a lot from that. <laughs> I, I was watching the whole thing. It's like, all right, what what is Nintendo gonna? What yeah? What kind of paperwork is Nintendo gonna show us? Because <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, game game presentations just like before I started working at Switchboot, it's like oh new video games. Like now it's like oh work. <laughs> but yeah, um, I was quite interested with uh, Ollie Ollie World. Oh yeah, that Ollie World. Yeah, uh, uh, Ollie Ollie, Ollie, Ollie was World. <laughs> One day I'll learn how to speak English. Yeah, yeah, that does look pretty cool. Uh, what was oh, there? Were a few games that I really like really oh, stuck out the... for me. Aerial. You Knights were into ne- that. Um... Yeah, there was Aerial Knights Never Yield. That looked really and cool. And that... Um, Aztec Forgotten Aztec. Gods. Aztec. That, like... Because uh, I, I think it was like the head developer like was talking about the game before they actually showed off gameplay. Uh, immediately he... Uh, I apologize, I don't remember his name. But um, he was talking about like he was you know, a developer from Mexico. The second he said Mexico, I'm like, this is going to be good. <laughs> so the studio is Lienzo. Lienzo, right, right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is about Mexico. I think it might be like their absolute fanatical love for Dragon Ball. But yeah, cool like, ass comes out of Mexico. Game developers, yeah, and yeah. Aztec Forgotten Gods, no exception. This this game looks amazing. It looks really good. <laughs> Like, Punch Girl with a giant ass, like, 
arm gauntlet that does like rocket punches with like rockets in the back so she can use it to fly and traverse around like a futuristic Aztec city. Oh, it looks so cool. This game speaks to you in ways you never knew. Punch Girl. That's all you had to say is Punch Girl and I'm down. Punch Girl, but then you can also fly with a rocket fist? You're sorted. Oh, it's but yes, like uh, Indie World was a good good, uh, good watch. I didn't get to watch it, obviously, live because I had work at <laughs> yeah, 6 I, in I, the morning. I had to I, get up at 6 in the morning to get to work, and it was at one thirty in the morning. Yeah, here. I think I was the only one who actually I think watched Alex watched it. Yeah. it as well. It was me, James, and Alex, I believe. Yeah. Because I remember James was the one who was live-tweeting everything on the uh, Twitter end. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. but... <laughs> Damn, like, there, there was some actual, like, really, really cool games. Like we said, Aero Knights Neverland, uh, Aztec Forgotten Gods. Uh, and that's also new- where Fez yeah, got announced and released yeah, at Fez, the same time. Uh, the Ninja Turtles side-scroller. Uh, there is no game as well. Yeah, there is no game, which we recently reviewed, right? Uh, we did a joy play on the Right, YouTube. right, 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 yeah. Uh, there was also Skull, the Hero Slayer. That was that was cool. It was like a yeah, a roguelike where you play as the bad guy essentially. Yeah, that like one fighting was heroes. interesting. That that was cool. Uh, what else was there? Where you swap your head for different powers. Yeah. Oh yeah, there was the the remake for the House of the Dead was announced as well. That's, I did there was not a expect lot. that. It was yeah. it was a jam packed indie world. It was really cool. It just makes me interested to see what we get for E3. Yeah. Well, would you like to take the next one? Alright. Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania gets trademarked in Australia. It's good to see Super Monkey Ball come back. Yeah, about time, right? (laughs) And not just in uh, Sonic Racing. Yeah, seriously. When was the last time there was was a Monkey Ball game? 3DS launch day? I legit can't remember. (laughs) I'm pretty sure... Uh, last one I remember was the 3DS launch day. It was one on the 3DS? Wow, that's actually way more recent than I thought. <laughs> launch title. There was Super Monkey Ball Street Fighter 4. I for- I'm sure there was more, but that's all I remember. <laughs> I forgot the 3DS had Street Fighter 4. Oh yeah. my god. Have you played that? Have, have you played the 3DS port of Street Fighter 4? No. It's- they so to accentuate the fact that it's on a 3d console that doesn't need 3d glasses or anything instead of having you know the fight speed you know a typical fighting game with like a guy on the left guy on the right it's like the resident evil camera so it's like over the shoulder oh what <laughs> it's it's the because yeah, I totally oh, to show see, the 3D. I totally want to see of oh, that is Hadouken so come straight at me in 3D. Uh it was unplayable. It was a mess. Mm. <laughs> so yes, Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania has been trademarked. So expect that coming, most likely. Um and. Takaya, Takaya Imamura. I am butchering these names because I don't speak Japanese. Uh, he is a retired Nintendo employee 
uh, has recently said F-Zero is not dead, but it's hard to bring back without a grand new idea. Which is really sad because F-Zero doesn't need a grand new, like a big idea. It just needs to exist. That is exactly what I was about to say. You don't need to bring in like this brand new grand idea. That's Just make a new F-Zero game. It's something that bugs me about Nintendo when they develop games for like their big first party franchises. Because like a lot of the time they don't actually, you know... Cries in Paper Mario fan. Yeah, they, they they don't expand upon like the base like core concept of their gameplay. Instead, it's like he's a cool wacky thing. Yeah, Cries in Paper Mario fan. <laughs> like I'm I'm gonna talk that... about this again a little bit later in literally the next thing that we're gonna talk about. <laughs> yeah, it, just, it drives yeah. me nuts. We'll, we'll bring it up. That's a good segue. Let's bring up the next one. To my amusement, sarcastically, Mario Kart 8 is the best-selling racing game in the US, including its Wii U sales. Which is actually really impressive when you factor in, you know, Need for Speed and all that as well. Like, yeah, it's impressive, but as someone, like... (laughs) Okay, I, I, I shouldn't downplay how much of, like, a huge achievement this is. Good this on is Nintendo. a really good achievement. It's, 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 it's a fantastic achievement. It really is. It's just, as someone who thoroughly enjoys the kart racing genre, it saddens me that Mario Kart 8 is the best-selling racing game. Because it's so mediocre. It's, like, like I was saying before, instead of, like, improving upon, like, the base concept of the game, they throw in wacky stuff. That's all Mario Kart 8 was. It's the same thing, watered down a little bit, but zero gravity mechanics. And then you got Mario Kart Life. It's the same thing, except it's a gotcha that's hungry for your wallet. No, that that's Mario Kart Tour. Mario Kart Life's the toy. Oh, right! I forgot about the toy! <laughs> I forgot about the toy! <laughs> Just make Mario Kart 9, please. God. It would actually be nice to have that, but uh, at this point, I don't think it's coming to the Switch. No. no. Especially with the fact that Mario Kart 8 is selling like gangbusters. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'd actually love to see, like, a Mario Kart 9, despite, you know, me saying all I say about Mario Kart 8. Mainly because I'd like to see the tracks from Mario Kart Tour, like the new ones that were added to that, actually imported into Mario Kart 9. Like mainly the because, track? Yeah, mainly because like some of those tracks are really good, but are borderline unplayable with like a mobile control set, uh, setup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, a couple of weeks ago, there was uh, this track based on like Feudal Japan and had like... Uh, oh, that sounds cool. Yeah, and had, like, uh, Shy Guy ninjas infiltrating the place, throwing shurikens everywhere. It's like, it's really cool. I can't do basic turns with this damn mobile phone, though. And then we have what was the Sydney track where Shy Guys are throwing rubbish <laughs> out the window. Yeah, g- good to know that Nintendo knows how much of a dumpster fire Sydney is. <laughs> <laughs> 
They clearly did their research. Just to call out Sydney here. (laughs) I'm sorry, everyone from Sydney who is listening. But you're not. (laughs) No, I'm not. Um... Following on, though, we have the Great Ace Attorney Collection is coming July 27th. So we finally have a confirmed Western date. Oh, I actually forgot about this. Yeah, <laughs> I, so I this is this. The, um, the Ace Attorney games where it's based in the past, kind of like Sherlock Holmes times. Oh, right. Right. So it's right. like yeah, Phoenix's uh, ancestor, I think it is. Yeah, this was only in Japan for the longest time, yes. right? Yeah. Uh, Japan only on the 3DS, I'm pretty sure. Dang. So this is going to be a good one to finally get, which hopefully if it sells well, we get a Miles Worth Investigations collection. Uh, that that would be cool. Like, as someone who, like, only just recently, like, tried to get into Ace Attorney, yeah, I'd like to see, like, Ace Attorney be more popular here. It's cool. It is. It is really good. And, like, the story, like, oh, just like the story. And the wacky characters that make you groan, but you love them regardless. Yes. <laughs> now, here's the question about Great Ace Attorney. How much blunt force trauma to the head is going to happen? There's only going to be blunt force trauma. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you played the first two cases in the first game, didn't you? And then yeah, it was like, yeah. Blunt force trauma, blunt force trauma with the same weapon. <laughs> it's... It's all it is, just blunt force trauma. And I'm pretty sure the uh, case after that is also blunt force trauma. <laughs> of course. It's the reason why it's a joke. Is That's the only way people die, is great, uh, blunt force trauma. To the I'm head. guessing because it's a Japanese game, therefore like it's technically set in Japan, and like guns are difficult to Oh, they get. do actually yeah. have guns. Uh, gun cases in this. Yeah. But, but... yes. Uh, they I'm do a saying, lot of blunt force you know, trauma. Blunt force trauma would make more sense in that yeah. kind of setting. So moving on. Alright, next one up. The Super Luigi Lego Starter Course comes out August 1st. Not gonna lie, I completely forgot about Lego Mario. <laughs> I t- so I haven't forgotten because I've got someone who keeps asking for it. <laughs> of course you do. It is very expensive. Like it's oh, like, like Lego ninety bucks for the starter set. Ninety. Wow. I think it's like eighty or ninety bucks, but it does look kind of neat. Like, what does this do outside of introduce Luigi that the other sets don't? Well, that you can play as Luigi instead of Mario. That's it. Uh, I think it'll probably have, like, you know, a course thing that isn't in any of the other spots, but... Nice. Totally worth the $90. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's the one thing is... It. You can't buy any of the Mario sets without having Mario first. And that's where I'm like... You know, sometimes they go on, like, a 30% off at the shops. I'm like, oh, I might grab this. I'm like, no, can't because you don't have Mario. And oh, jeez. Yeah. Jeez. It's like... It's- very expensive like yeah lego is already expensive enough especially if you're you know an adult collector because they have you know like adult collecting sets that go for hundreds but like Mm -hmm. this 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 is made for kids this is specifically made for kids and it's 
like it's the price of a new game mm-hmm. and that's it's... just to get the starter set there's the bowser set which is like 120 I... and you ca- you can't get that without getting mario set first so functionally it is like you know a 200 dollar set That, that's that's all that I broke can your say. Brain. That that broke me. Yeah, like I, I'm a crazy person who spends a lot of money on dumb stuff. I say as I'm waiting for more Yu-Gi-Oh cards to come in in the mail <laughs> and Transformers figures. But like, like, come on, that's too much, even for someone like me who has it like near limitless, uh, like disposable income. Yeah, it it is a a lot, and that's why I don't think it sells very well. Yeah. But moving on, um, this is a neat one that I found. Uh, Australia Post are releasing a set of Pokemon stamps. <laughs> Wait, really? Yes. <laughs> what? Cool. Please, please tell me. There is, like, you know, the 800-something, like, Pokemon, and you have to collect all, like, 800-something stamps. Please tell me. You know, if they did, that would be really cool. That would actually be pretty dope. But I think it's mostly just Pikachu to celebrate the 25th anniversary. Yeah. Oh, no, there is a few. There's Mew. There's Bulbasaur. There's Ash. Yeah, I'm reading here. Uh, Stamps featuring Ash, Pikachu, Squirrel? (laughs) Alright, that's a typo. Uh, Eevee, uh, Butterfree, Togepi, Grookey, Lucario, and others. <laughs> I- I'm guessing that's supposed to be Squirtle. Yeah, I'm Maybe. pretty sure it is. <laughs> they-, um, they straight up just wrote up Squirrel. Yep. Nice job, <laughs> Daniel of Vooks. <laughs> <laughs> just to call you out. <laughs> oh, that's gonna Imagine if cut. he actually listens to the podcast. Uh, that's That's gonna get cut. <laughs> <laughs> or is it? <laughs> uh, I'll find out. Uh, but yeah, that's actually pretty neat. I it'd be neat if they did like every Pokemon. I and you had to like you know. I actually, I actually love this because like my dad collects stamps. He has been ever since like I was born. It's kind of become like a thing for him. It's like oh, here's all the stamps that came out since my son was born. He hates Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> Next one's yours. Next one is mine. Um, do, do, do. Nintendo has partnered with Fujifilm with their line of Instax Mini Link printers to use the QR code from the Switch to print Polaroids? Yes. Not gonna lie, I barely understood half of what that sentence was. Yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit awkward, but basically... Um, the way you can export photos on your Switch using a QR code that you scan. This will allow you to actually print those pictures. Oh, okay. So, and this is coming out in time with uh, Pokemon Snap, I'm pretty sure. Oh, that's perfect. And... Yeah. Oh, thanks, buddy. Oh, yeah, I'll take those. And, um, like, it reminds me of back... Like, we never had it. But um, I think it was in Blockbuster oh, yeah, like, yeah, in America. Yeah, the Blockbuster uh, like photo printer things. Yeah, you put in snap. your cartridge and you could print out your actual like 
in-game pictures. Yeah, we didn't have that here in Australia. Oh, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm looking at pictures here. Yeah, there's a version of this printer that is just, just shaped Pikachu. like Pikachu. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like uh, it's really cool. Oh, and like little... you can get some really cool like images on just the switch. Yeah, like, like you can put the... like little uh, uh, filters and stuff on it. I'm looking at this one. It has uh, you know the little craft thing that you sit in for uh, yeah. Pokemon Snap, and it has like a Dedenne just sleeping in the seat. Oh, That's adorable. Cute. That's actually really cute. <laughs> That's adorable. And then you can get some really cool ones with Monster Hunter as well. <laughs> Take pictures of the murder you just commit. Like, uh, was it the clip I put in the uh, pod in the uh, group of Rajang? Oh yeah, with his freaking um, like laser beam and just going over my head. Yeah, that's oh, that was per- stressful. Perfect for an audio podcast. Yeah, <laughs> that was that was stressful. <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce that. It's pronounced Ys or Yees. I think it's Yees. Yees nine. I, I've yeah, I've I've heard yeah, I've heard it being pronounced Yees. So yeah, Yees nine monster knocks coming to the Switch in July. So let's have a quick yeah. Yees is one of those franchises that I hear a lot of good things about, but it's it like Yees nine. It's it, it, like it's a little hard to get into a franchise when nine games. Yeah, um, like that please. is one of the reasons why Monster Hunter Five is known as Monster Hunter World. Yeah, please tell me numbers are daunting. Yeah, please tell me that uh, the East franchise works on Final Fantasy rules where the number doesn't mean anything. Uh, I have no idea. I've never played. I it. I, I hope so because. Yeah, I've I've heard good things about this franchise. I've been meaning to pick it, it up for a while. Like it's Final Fantasy rules from the looks of it. I don't know a lot, but it looks neat actually. Yeah. It looks kind of like Fire Emblem characters from the image that but oh, more yeah. anime. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like what do you I was like, what do you mean by Fire Emblem? Do you just mean anime? Then I look at the uh, the art and it has all the people jumping from the uh, top right uh, hand yeah. corner down to the bottom left hand corner like Awakenings. Like, ah, okay. Also, <laughs> I, lots of I swords. see what you mean. Yeah, and a lot of swords. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Is that a woman with long pink hair and a giant battle axe? Excuse me? You, you're getting this game now, aren't you? Yeah, I'm totally going to get this game. <laughs> Well, well, it was July 16 in Oceania, so either we will get a American code for July 6th, a Europe code for July 9th, or we'll just get an Australian code for July 16th if you put your name down for it. Oh. As you can tell, I have a type. <laughs> <laughs> and you're putting it forward in the podcast. Yeah, it's like, damn, girl, split me a half with that thing. Well, that leaves the uh, last thing on the news ticket to me, which is the uh, Monster Hunter Digital event happening April 27th, which will have 
happened by the time this goes live. But oh, yeah, for it's the 25th today. dating the podcast, we are recording on the 25th. Right, so... So, this event is um, Von Santa's Stories 2 and Rise, uh, more information. Not gonna lie, every time Stories, like, gets mentioned, I'm like, oh, right, that exists. Yeah, (laughs) Um, but it is probably going to tie into the release of content with Rise from... What I reckon, because it was said we'd yeah, get yeah. more content at the end of April. This is the twenty seventh, and it's yeah, yeah, that, that's it totally times going in to really well. It will either be you know a couple of days yeah. after or directly at the end of this thing, which is when it will be most likely. And we will get a uh, Camilos uh, monster, uh, Apex Rathalos. Yeah, Apex Rathalos and a few more. That's what they've announced so far. Right, right. So uh, Camillos is the chameleon that turns invisible in the middle of the battle. Boy, that sounds like fun. Apparently it is actually a really fun fight because it's, you know, it's different. Because it's a pre-established monster. It's just a chameleon fight from Kingdom Hearts 1. That's all I can think of. (laughs) Just like looking at this thing. Uh, it might as well be and then uh, Apex Rathalos will be one of the um, oh, the Rampage um, monsters and that looks pretty fun yeah, like yeah. that is really fun when you have a party of four that's the uh, like the yes. tower defense like that right? is genuinely right? yeah. really fun for a party of four like if you get a group yeah. of four friends and do that like that would be great fun for a stream yeah <laughs> Subtle hint, wink, wink, nudge, hey, nudge. I mean, we could eventually <laughs> set up that switch boost stream. We could, we could. And we already have two people with it in the uh, in our like group of writers. Yeah. And as I've been saying, I might get you, it. You, you are quite <laughs> tempted to. I, I'm, I'm tempted. Like literally, everyone is playing it. Everyone I know. I go on YouTube. Half of my subscriptions are just bloody uh, Monsanto Rise streams. A bunch of, uh, like, you know, YouTube, uh, sorry, Twitch streams as well. Because mm. isn't there a, um, a couple of VTubers streaming it as well? Pretty much the entirety of Horror Life <laughs> is streaming it at the moment. Oh. I just remember, was it Ina was streaming it? Mm. Man. Hang on. Wasn't there someone that was like, oh, I'm not going to stream Monster Hunter because um, they play a certain weapon and they didn't want people to know what weapon it was or something? I can't remember. Uh... I I can't wait for Alex to, like, bring out this episode and expose us as VTubing loving arseholes. (laughs) <laughs> it was, okay, last year was hard not to come across it. Anime girls are real now. I'm allowed to freak out about this. And um, by your influence, I got dragged into it. <laughs> yeah, it's entirely my own fault. <laughs> uh, Dude, I'm in there hard. Yeah, you're you're in there. Like you've gone deep. <laughs> <laughs> 
You, you've gone for the deep dive. You've swan dive into the uh, hole. Yeah. <laughs> sure did. But that's enough about VTubers as we move on to the indie roundup. <laughs> um, so these are some games that don't get quite the attention that, you know, your big name games like Monster Hunter get. Seeing as we were just talking about it. Um, but they might be something worth keeping your eye on. So first we have... Recknum Cherry Dreamland, which I'm going to have a quick look now. What is that? Cherry Dreamland. And so, oh, that is like the old, um, like art style, like cartoon art style. Oh, uh, yeah. Me, I'm, yeah. Uh, um, it, it is called Rubber Hose. Yeah. Yeah. It is called the Rubber Hose style animation. Yeah. Kind of has that like cuphead style, but it's more of an action uh, 2D yeah, platformer. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah, it's 2D platformer and it's in grayscale. Yeah. Um, so that releases where is on the 29th of April. It actually looks pretty neat. And also on the 29th of April, we have Battle Axe. Uh, the most difficult game to Google. Yeah, so if you want to look up this game, look up Battle Axe Switch or video game, because... Yeah, Battle Axe game As a D&D nerd, first thing that came up was Battle Axe 5e. (laughs) Uh, But looking at it, like just a quick couple screenshots, kind of reminds me of um, Dragon's Crown, but in a more pixel form. Yeah, the, the pixel art specifically this okay this is going to be incredibly obscure but the the art style specifically looks like young merlin for the super nintendo yeah that is very obscure yeah i thought so okay uh so on the 5th of may we have dull gray coming out um, this looks. This is a visual novel that actually has won awards. Huh. Art. That's all yeah, I have to say it, about this. It's, a, <laughs> it's what if you like those it, kinds of games it, that are more. It, yeah, if you if you're someone if you're someone who enjoys stories, you will probably like. See, I like story in my game, but I don't like the story games like this. I like mm. you being in the story kind of thing, not like being like, oh, hey, here's a story. Yeah, it, it just looks like an interactive yeah. book. In saying that, though, Phoenix Wright is an interactive book. But yeah, what, but that is just... What are, what are these... Yeah, but what are these awards that it's won? Uh, the, the picture is so small, i got to zoom in. Uh, da, da, da. Best use of multimedia... Uh, yeah, the best use of multimedia awards of 2019. The most innovative game... Yeah, most innovative game on the Games Cup 2019. Hmm. Um, and then we also have on the... I think it was the, yeah, the 6th of May, Skate City. Ooh, Skate. Skate. Um, from what I looked, this is also a mobile game. And on the ste- uh, the uh, Epic Game Store. Oh, this thing! 
I've all I've seen. Oh, this is mm, this is this is gonna be terrible. <laughs> the, the only thing I have seen from this game is one clip of a guy ch- like trying to land a very basic trick, only for the physics to freak out and he launches like a hundred feet in the air. <laughs> oh. <laughs> But this looks more like um, an open world, like kind of just a chill version of Tony Hawk's. Yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah, it's more of a like atmospheric yeah. skating game, which is something I never thought I'd ever hear anyone say ever, and I was the yep. one who said it. <laughs> well, it even lets you do um, from what I can see, like. Unless you in-game record using even fisheye lens and stuff, like they do recording people on skateboards. Yeah, fisheye lens! Uh, they use that a lot in those uh, videos from Tony Hawk's. <laughs> they always use the fisheye lens. Make a skating video with a fisheye lens. Always, always the fisheye lens. So that's it for the uh, indie roundup. Next up we have our Patreon question, which... um. This is op- not just for Patreons. It's open to, you know, on our Discord, on our, all our socials. Um, but the $1 Patreons will always get priority. So uh, if we get enough questions overall, we will actually extend this to more than one question most often, I'd say. But we, we need to get more questions. So feel free to put in any question like this one. Hello, you like amusement parks? That is by at MikeAdventures underscore. So, Jake, do you like amusement parks? I will answer that by saying I'm agoraphobic. Yeah. So, that's that's a big fat no. Yeah, that is uh, very unfortunate. But, if you could go to an amusement park and there was no one there, you'd probably enjoy it. But that's There's always the thing. people there. Amusement parks, amusement parks need people to be there. I know. Really. That's where you book it out for the but whole yeah. day. Like, mm. uh, was it Haru in uh, Persona Five? <laughs> oh yeah, and you know that was the best day ever. Oh. Play Persona Five if you want to know why. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um. Amusement parks are, you know, just a good bit of fun. So, I, I do like them. I'm not, like, go out through a seeker, have fun with it. But, like, I just, it's it's a good, yeah, good like, time. I, 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 yeah, I, I can see why people like amusement parks and why they're so huge and all that. It does seem fun. Just personally, with my, you know, mental problems. Also, just literally being afraid to step out of the yeah. house. Also, yeah. in Adelaide, we don't have an amusement park. No, we need we really to catch a plane to get to the closest amusement park. <laughs> and the the big ones are, you know, in the Sunshine Coast, which is like your three big, your Movie World, Wet and Wild, and Dream World? And Sea World. Yeah, yeah. Sea World. I forgot about Sea World. Sea World. Yeah. I, I went, yeah, I went to yeah, I went to all three of those when I was, like, real young, like, 11, 12, yeah. and all that. I, I, th- I think it I is had a call the Australians, like, rite of passage, go to go Sunshine Coast at least once. 
Like let's every like Australian kid goes to Sunshine Coast at least once, I swear. But yeah, um But yeah. Amusement parks are good fun. Like I I've I yeah. Yeah, I have been to amusement parks when I was young, but I had a cold at the time and gave the cold to everyone else. It was yeah, that happened um when so. I went to America. Um everyone but my mum got sick. And I got sick in yeah. California when we were there for Disney World. I got oh. there. I got to go a little bit, but like I had one day where I stayed like there. Um, the one thing I always remember is um, there was like a huge, huge slushy cup, like like a two liter slushy cup, and it had like a Pokemon sticker on it, and like that was just full of like <laughs> slushy for like what I got there. Like that wasn't that was at a Seven Eleven or something. This was worth the trip. Oh, I spent all my <laughs> spending sti- money. The sticker on the cup was. I worth spent the all trip. my spending money in the Pokemon Center in New York. Yeah, of course you did. <laughs> you Pokemon nerd! Hey, I was like eleven at the time. <laughs> you Pokemon nerd! And Ruby nerd. and Sapphire had like just came out. Okay, yeah, I, I can see yeah. it for you. Yeah. yeah. And um, <laughs> the worst part was they were airing for the first time the uh, Deoxys movie the day I left America. Like, oh. the day. I was like, no, I missed it. Because <laughs> they kept advertising it on the TVs. It's like, yeah, watch the, uh, the Deoxys movie. I'm like, no, but leave, we leave that day. Oh, something like that happened to me when I was a kid. With the uh, the Yu Gi Oh! Oh my movie. god, the Yu Gi Oh! movie. Because uh, I, I was meant to go see it with my cousin, but like the same day, uh, my grandparents uh, showed up and they, you know, uh, my, my grandparents uh, like travel all around Australia. So like I only get to see them like once yeah. a year or so. Yeah, they, they showed up and like I thought, oh, hey, I'd like to go with them for like next couple of weeks to see like the country and all that. And just completely forgetting about the movie. <laughs> and it wasn't until like the next day I'm like, oh, I was supposed to go see the Yu-Gi-Oh movie. You missed no, out on that exclusive card. I'm not going to get the cards. That... Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to get the, uh, the cards that come with the tickets. No. Oh, so. Oh, and. Where were we at the time when I remember that? We were in Mount Gambia. No, oh. Border Town. We were in Border Town at the time. And we went searching around all the um like all the uh uh movie theaters that were there. Since Border Town's like a small place. But this is like like the movie country, theaters don't get the um, like, yeah. on the border of South Australia and Victoria. Like there is nothing yeah, yeah. So there. it's it's pretty small. It's no yeah. There's nothing there. So yeah, we went to all the movie theaters, like and all by all I mean all two of them. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, we're asking, do you have the Yu Gi Oh movie? What's a Yu Gi Oh? All yeah. All they had was like the two biggest movies that happened That's to be you know airing at the do. time, which. Yeah. You might have got it in Mount Gambia, so, but... And, yeah. So when I eventually went back, which was like a week or two later, I think, out yeah. of the theatres, 
So I completely missed oh, my chance. Man. That is, that <laughs> oh, is the, disappointing. The thing, thing that annoyed me, though, the thing that annoyed me is, like, my cousin still went and he got two of those he packs. Give you one. Somehow, he didn't give me one. The one I... One of them was Blue Eyes Shining White Dragon. You know, the one that everyone wanted, despite, you know, it actually being yeah, a really bad card. It was card. not a good card. <laughs> it, was just, it was Blue Eyes, no. but shiny. Fun fact. Fun Yu-Gi-Oh fact for this Nintendo podcast. Um, that that card couldn't be summoned, like, at all, by the uh, when the time it came out, because Blue Eyes Ultimate Dragon was not printed in English. Oh my God. It was literally an unplayable card. Oh my god. <laughs> that is so bad. Yep. There's your Yu-Gi-Oh! fun fact by the one guy who happens to like children's card games. On motorcycles. <laughs> On motorcycles. <laughs> uh, I had to do it. But uh, now onto everyone's favourite segment of the podcast... Name that game. Oh, you're used boy. to it at this point. But for those who don't know, you're given 10 clues. Uh, so from clues 1 to 5, you get two guesses. 6 to 9, you get another two guesses. And at question 10, you get your final guess. You also get a yes-no question or a switchaboo life, and a switchaboo lifeline, which is has to be taken after the yes-no question. And... Um, you can swap any of these lifelines for another guess. Now, this week's uh, switchable lifeline is again Alex, because it was last minute, and yeah, pick, yeah, picked by <laughs> picked by Alex. Which, going by the uh, lifeline he uh, he was going to give me last week, I'm probably not going to get. It this. was good this one. I'll take your I, word I, for I it. Heard it. Um. Now, this is another one chosen by Jace. I've got one more after this that is also chosen by Jace, but we're going to do that for the next one. Um, but we shall start. So, released December 17th, 2017 on the Switch. Okay, so holiday title. So the first year of the Switch it came out. Oh, first year. Okay. Uh, It scored a 75% on Metacritic. So it did okay. It was released on PS4, Xbox One, and PC, as well as the Switch. That's not what I was thinking of. (laughs) My brain automatically goes to, like, Switch exclusive games. It was initially set... To release on the Wii U, not the Switch. No. <laughs> I, I had it like, wait, that no, that's Nintendo first party. What were you going to say? <laughs> I won't count this as a guess, yes. but... Uh, yeah, I was going to say Breath of the Wild. Because yeah. like, that's also on the Wii U. And, yeah. And, <laughs> and I'll give you number five. It is a puzzle platformer. So, you, so if I one to five is always a bit more vague. 
I I, I have you no, have no clue because I just don't I don't pay attention to puzzle platformers. That is fair. Um, do you just want to throw two guesses in the wind? Uh, puzzle. Otherwise, you lose them. Platformer. Yeah, my mind is drawing a blank. I I can't think of like literally any name. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I'm bad at this game, man. I'm so bad at it. I'll I'll let, I'll let you choose if you want to throw the guesses away or like just take some random guesses. I'm gonna, gonna throw, throw them away. away. I'm gonna throw them away because I I literally can't think of okay. anything. My head is empty. So I'll take it a bit slower and actually put gaps in between the the hints now so you can, you know, do your lifelines if you want. The game focuses on two main characters. Would you like me to move on number seven? I, I want to make a guess, but I don't know if it's actually on the Switch or not. If it's a... No, no, that wouldn't technically count as a puzzle platformer, though. What's your guess? Oh, my guess was a way out. No, it's not. No, that is <laughs> that game has like combat and shooting. I'll, and I'll, I'll, I'll that's give not you a puzzle platformer. Your th- two throwaways. I'll give you that one. That was your two throwaway one. So you still have two. Okay, I'll be nice. <laughs> uh, so do you want me to move on to the next one, or do you want to use a lifeline? Next okay, one, uh, please. In- includes Next an appearance one, by Shovel Knight. Oh boy, my favorite. <laughs> the um, game that broke you. <laughs> yeah. That's a story God. for a later date. <laughs> that's, that's a story only yeah. we know. Because no one watched my Let's Play channel. Uh, okay, so... Puzzle platformer that had Shovel Knight in it. There is an appearance by Shovel Knight, correct. <sighs> That's the thing. Shovel Knight has crossed over in so many indie things. It doesn't really narrow it down. What was a puzzle platformer that had Shovel Knight in it? Like... <laughs> I Alex is probably know. screaming at you right now because he would have gotten it. Yeah, of course he would. He's the one who made it. <laughs> no, this, this is mine. <laughs> oh, yours. Like I said, this was chosen by Jace. <laughs> he started off saying, hey, Alex picked this I thought one. I said Jace picked it. I said Alex gave me the lifeline. You said Alex and then oh, you okay. said Jace. Oh, I, I picked this one. This is mine that Jace helped. Well, right. Jace chose a game on my Switch again. Okay. Yeah, okay. no idea. Um, no idea. It is a Kickstarter-funded game. Well, yeah, I kind of assumed that. I mean, not all indie titles are Kickstarter-funded games. Yeah, but, like, it feels like every indie game that has had a Kickstarter has had... Like a cameo with Shovel Knight. Probably true. Do you want to use a lifeline at any point? Yeah, okay. use a lifeline. So you got your I... yes-no question first. Uh, 
I, God, I actually can't think of anything that I could use for a yes/no question. Um, th this literally is my least favorite section of the podcast. Not gonna lie. <laughs> to me, you've done it <laughs> twice by yourself at this point. It makes it a bit hard. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, I hate it. Um, mm. but it's everybody's favorite. I'm just. I'm so bad at these games. I'm the absolute worst at trying to guess things. Is it something that has been reviewed on the site? Mm, no. But, no. asterisk, there has been a lot about the sequel slash, like, you know, articles written about this game as well. Hollow Knight. No, it's not Hollow Knight. Yeah, that's the only thing. Um, <laughs> do you want to do the other Switchaboo lifeline at this point? Yeah. Okay. Not, I've got Provided nothing. by Alex. Here we go. All things considered, it may not have been everything I wanted it to be, but after waiting about 20 years... It was pretty damn good. So it's a sequel to something that that raises more questions. This this is what I was saying before. <laughs> so I'll give you nine, and and we'll stop there and let you like has a strong, strong influence from the N sixty four days. Yeah, okay. Yeah, now I yeah. got this ukulele. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. It's like literally everything else like didn't get anything. It's like 64. Okay, if it's 64 and something that Alex likes, it's probably got something to do with banjo ukulele. Yeah. And <laughs> number 10 is where you would have gotten it. All I wrote was Grant Kirkhope. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> If you said that the first time, I was like, okay, it could either be Ukulele, Bencho Kazooie, Goldeneye, or like Conker's Bad Fur Day. Yeah. Or whatever. So um, I initially wrote this one because I would assume Alex would have been on. I was like, let him get it easy. Just, I was like, let's see how far I can go with it. Like, you know, one of his favorite, like, like games, like uh, inspiration from it. But mm. yeah, 10, I just went, Grant Coco. Gotta gotta have that in. Yep. So, yes, that is Ukulele as our name that game this time. Oh boy. So because you actually did get it. <laughs> this segment gets more and more fun every time we do it. I love it. Well, I've got one more that I have pre made. But who knows, maybe you actually have help next time. <laughs> Let's hope so. Um, but it's me, 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 brain yeah. big empty. But big empty brain. How would you like to plug yourself today? I not like to plug myself to be honest. Because <laughs> like, like I said at the beginning of this podcast, I'd rather not. You know. Just I mean, you can you can just plug like your your Twitter myself. 
<sighs> but my my Twitter is dumb. My Twitter has me retweeting memes and saying that I'm going live for a stream. And a bunch care. of VTubers. <laughs> yeah. Which you can find it at Jackson. It's not worth it. <laughs> my Twitter isn't worth plugging. But if you want to, that's where you can find it. Um, but you can also find Switchaboo on uh, Discord. Uh, the Discord.gg slash TGH, no, TJH, sorry, G-N-U-V-Y, on Facebook slash Switchaboo, at Switchaboo News on Twitter, at Switchaboo on Instagram, and slash Switchaboo on our Patreon if you want to help support us. Is there anything else you would like to add to uh, to the podcast today, Jake, before we head off? Once again, I'd like to say... I hope I don't have to do a name that game by myself again. Hopefully. <laughs> That's all I And had. to leave us today, we have Light Years Away by James Patsman from his game Sokodice. And you can find him at the fifth busy... Okay, I'm just going to read it out. Uh, the fifth F-I-F-T-H B-U-S-I-N-E one on Twitter. Thank you for coming, and that was the Switchable Podcast. Farewell. Yeah, thank you, guys. See ya. <laughs>